I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast 61. Well, apparently a tornado warning came up and people started commenting on our event page and our actual Facebook page and all of our shares. So apparently they wanted to watch the fireworks on Facebook. Take that conversation offline immediately and try to have try to have that conversation in person. This week's podcast is brought to you by Tithely. Give your church members an easy-to-use mobile giving solution that's ultra-fast and wallet-free. Check out and give Tithely a try. Visit tithely.ly and sign up for free in just five minutes. This week's podcast came about after we had finished recording our regular scheduled podcast that will now be downloadable next week. Phil speaks from the heart as he shares a first-hand story that involves social media, church events, and two kinds of fireworks. If you want to join the conversation, we would love to have you use the hashtag CMAGCast to share with us your comments. You can also send us questions and episode ideas at churchmag forward slash riddle hyphen me hyphen this. And we'll consider your topic, idea, and questions for a future podcast. Now, let the fun begin. Church Tech is here. Hey guys, Jonathan Malm here with a quick ministry tip. Today's tip is all about parking, seating, and signage. One small tweak in these areas can make a huge change to the way people feel welcome at your church. Churches are notorious for having reserved seating, parking spots, or restricted areas. This can send an unintentional message to your visitors that they aren't welcome. They hear, you can't sit here, you can't park here, you aren't important enough to us. If you want to make a guest feel welcomed, you should never tell them where they can't sit or park or walk. Instead, you should show them where they can. Imagine inviting a guest over to your house for dinner. Dinner starts and they sit down in a chair that was designated for the host. Would a polite host tell them, you can't sit there? No. That would make the dinner guests feel unwelcome. Instead, the savvy host would have proactively seated their guest in the chair they'd prepared for them. If you want to be welcoming to your first-time guests, be proactive. Show them you've prepared a place for them before they even have to ask. Actively seat them. Help them find a parking spot. Show them where the restrooms are. Don't show your guests restrictions. Show them possibilities. Well, that's the tip. Go and make your guests feel incredibly welcome. I want to encourage you to check out my two books for church creatives. The first one is Created for More, a 30-day devotional to help you start seeing your life more creatively. And the second one is Unwelcome, 50 ways you can make your church more welcoming. This tip was actually from the book Unwelcome. I really encourage you to pick it up. Grab them on Amazon or iBooks. Before we jump into the main portion of the podcast, let me give you a real quick and very brief background to what Phil starts talking about. His church puts on a free fireworks show for the community and has been really cool outreach tool for a number of years now. However, this year things didn't go as planned as some summer storm mornings dampened the usual fanfare. Now, here's Phil. We did, we did, we did our fireworks event and we had it on on social media and um, I had auto shares set up for like sharing, like, you know, start time and like, it's we'll be going on for a little while now, but you can still come out and that kind of stuff. I, cause I knew I'd get distracted. There wouldn't be a chance to share stuff. Well, apparently a uh, tornado warning came up and people started commenting on our event page and our actual Facebook page and all of our shares. So like, people don't know how to use Facebook properly. You know, if you're going to ask a question, message the page, right? They're commenting on the page and the photos, and you don't get all those notifications in real time. But you get a message in real time. So I'm getting comments much later than they were there appeared, and then people are replying to comments, and comments are getting so nested. I'm trying to, on my phone, 
final these comments that people are getting very frustrated that we've not canceled our event. That they call this irresponsible for having an event when weather when weather looked bad. It was just and they're tearing us apart. And I I freaked out and did not I I I, did, I betrayed my INTJ status and did not um, swiftly and quickly make replies to all these. Nor did I have a reply reply prepared in advance for this circumstance and I panicked and just basically ignored them and they got violent. And so eventually I had to go through and just delete the event page, delete all the social media shares. And because it's, because at one point I was ignoring one lady and then another person who was in support of us got on there and started trolling her. <laughs> so like I had to just start deleting stuff like it with, with reckless abandon. It was just, it was just so just, I felt like an absolute social media failure and I was, but um, yeah, it happens to the best of us. Not that I'm the best of us. Jeremy is. So they're, so they're like, how dare you not cancel the event that I wasn't going to go to? Yes, exactly. It's like, <laughs> how dare you not cancel an event that I, that I am not at. And then, then when we, should we, should we at, at nine o'clock, which was fireworks time, the rain kind of stopped, or it was just, it was raining just it was raining barely, but not enough to stop fireworks because they're electronic now. So um, the company's like, we can still do this, and my elite pastor's like, you know what, we Wednesday's going to rain probably anyway. Wednesday was our rain date because it's, it's Wednesday night, so it's church night, so most of our volunteers are going to be at church anyway. It's going to rain Wednesday. If it rains anymore, the field we're in will be absolutely unusable. Let's just go ahead and do them tonight. Because if we don't do them tonight, we're done. But it's a contract. You've got to pay for the. You got to pay for the fireworks. So we're like, well, let's just go ahead and shoot them off. Because we we like seventy five people who had to take shelter at one point in an airplane hangar. So like we we people who who stuck out with us. Let's give them. Let's give them a great show. So we told the company, go ahead and shoot them off. So I put it on Facebook, we're shooting the fireworks off in in, in ten minutes. Um, anyone in town could really probably see them from where you live. Just walk out on your porch. So I said, go outside and watch the fireworks. And uh, a few people got mad at us for doing that. Wow. So apparently they wanted to watch the fireworks on Facebook. Like, what? We went home already. I'm like, well, sorry. We, we just last minute decision. We had to do it, you know. And then one guy said, what a waste of money. And uh, we said, I replied, the money's already been spent. But thank you for your concern. At that point, I got kind of bold. And then one person um, one person said, uh, how irresponsible and posted a weather update for us. And I replied, well, the the fire department has given us the all clear. And they've got the little, you know, um, Homeland Security Command Center, Mobile Command Center out there with, like, massive radar stuff. And they said, no, you're good to go. You're safe. So we did it. And then people just still ate us up. For, for trying to do something nice, it's a free event that we did, we lose money on. People are just bad mouthing us all over the all over the interwebs. Wow, sometimes you know, sometimes you just can't win, and um, yeah, I mean, gosh, man. that's not even the worst comment. The worst comment was after was like an hour later, and some guy's like, "Wow, this is just irresponsible," and like. And and sad. This money could have been better spent giving it to the, could have been better spent giving it to the poor. Well, I mean, perhaps. I mean, you could always do both. You could I still mean, have it, a fireworks show and give to the poor. I mean, one doesn't preclude the other. Well, I mean, we do give to the poor. First of all, we do we give monthly to our to organization and support and our community that supports people who are, are down on their luck. And yet, at the same time, 
if we if we either we have the event or we don't have the event. If we don't have it, sure we've got money to give the poor. But when we're already out there, the money's already right. been spent. Right. <laughs> so basically, asking us just go ahead and walk away from all the money. Don't do don't blow stuff up. I'm with your pastor. Let it burn. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like, no, we're just doing this. It's either it's either blow up the sky for a hundred people or just lose the money. Let's blow the sky up. Well, that's the risk with social media is people don't understand context. People have that reaction. Everything that we say social media communicators should not do is what other people do on social media. Oh yeah, and. and it's- and if you take the Oreo route, you can roll with it and make it into something funny and try to do kind of damage control slash win them over. Or you could do something like the airlines do and say, hey, can we take this offline? And you start to have those conversations on offline to minimize the approach. Right, right. So there's, there's two different social media aspects that you yeah. can use in that process. And that's, that's the problem with social media at a live event is you don't have the time or the equipment to handle each person individually. Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. that's that's the, one of the extra dangers of putting putting of like basically leaving your home unattended is what I was doing. Don't you think you come to a point where you just have to realize that some people are going to be jerks and just let the people on social media reading the comments and the messages let them you know kind of make their own decision. I don't know what you mean. People are always nice to me, Eric. So I can't I can't <laughs> understand what you're talking about. Jeremy's never misinterpreted online. Oh, never. Right. Uh-uh, that's oh, never right. happened. Um, that's, that's a bit of an inside joke there. But anyway, I think I, I think the, the the yes, Jeremy, you're right. People are jerks. People don't look for context. And honestly, it's a lot of it's entitlement too. I think absolutely. You know, p- people, people. Well, you're doing this for me, so I should be there. Or you uh, well, but they they think they know better. They know better because they oh, of course, people thing on their phone that says there's possible warning, whereas yeah. the experts the the one that should be making the call, the police, the fire department, they're giving the okay, and they don't understand that context. They don't even know that context. They're ill-formed, and yet they're willing to go for it and try to just cause a ruckus. And sometimes it's the joker aspect of they just want to watch people get upset and burn. And and question also is, is, is there a way, first of all, do you want to spend time and energy to try to win them to your cause and then follow up with that of what that can look like for some people, especially in a ministry context if it's somebody that's local i would say take that conversation offline immediately and try to have try to have that conversation in person because they're just going to keep going without context i think that can be really hard to hard to do because people sometimes i think know internally that they're being ridiculous and that the moment that you're willing to talk about it over a cup of coffee face-to-face, they realize how stupid they really are. And they just want to feel good, and they want to vent, and they want to be mean, and they don't want to actually be held accountable to what they're saying online. I, I, th- I, think, I think a lot of it's that's a little bit. That's where you get them over by your own reaction to their situation online, and that's where you get to be the bigger person in that process. Well, I want to know, though, Jeremy, would you support people? If you, if you don't agree what somebody's saying to you, do you go ahead and block them or unfriend them? How, how would you handle that situation? <laughs> don't put me in that situation <laughs> right now. <laughs> Here, I can answer that question. I, I, I block people for, for two, uh, from personally for two reasons. If you're, being, if you're being belligerent to me, like you're, just, you're, being, you're swearing at me, I don't have time for that. So I'm done. You've already taken the, you don't want to talk. You want to be, you just want me to listen to you shout. I don't have time for you. Secondly, I block people <laughs> or I, or I unfriend them or unfollow them. I don't usually block people that much. I, I mean, but I remove you from my social media feed when what you're saying raises my blood pressure. 
Because because I know if I respond to you, I'm never going to convince you. And so all I'm going to do is get in an argument with you, and I'm just going to end up making myself look stupid. So, like, you know, the, the, old, the old actually, some, somebody reminded me of this the other day. You know, don't wrestle the pig because you just get dirty. The pig likes it. And so I, I, unfo- I unfollow, I unfriend those kind of people. I don't have, to, I, have all, I have no problem with discourse and discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, there's somebody I follow on, as friends of on Facebook. And I, I, I disagreed with a lot of what they said. But then finally the other day they said something. I thought, you know what? This is so ignorant. I have no time. I don't even want to hear. I like keeping their opinions around for diversity of opinion. But it was so ignorant. I thought, you know what? I'm just done. I can't. You're not worth my time because you're not thinking through hmm. what you're saying. And, and this is why Phil doesn't go on Google+. Plus. Exactly. It's just all just <laughs> ignorance and, 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 and Confederate flags everywhere. <laughs> Crap. Now I have another thing I'm going to have to edit out, Phil. No. That can stay in. That can stay in. Thank you for joining us this week. We love having you. For those of you who have been following us next week, Phil will have his accented shout-outs. And if you want to hear Phil do his best accent for your part of the world, just tell us where you're listening from and use the hashtag CMAGCast. So far, so fun. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Sure you can! You win! Perfect. Awesome. All right, guys. There. I, I think. I think we made a podcast somewhere. Somewhere in there is a podcast. <laughs>